Welcome to the show. That's right, everybody. <laughs> the well, gayest podcast on Tampa. <laughs> no one listens anyways. So, the new format is okay. Suck our balls. <laughs> That's right. Suck them greatly and with much pleasure. You'll watch our videos and laugh at our photos, but you won't listen but to us. You won't us. listen to us live. <laughs> so, welcome to the Shooter and Stash podcast, because we have decided that two podcasts not being listened to is way too depressing, so we might as well just do one <laughs> podcast that no one listens to. One podcast to rule them all. <laughs> one, and one podcast to bind them. Wait, and, and they're not listening bind them? Anyhow. Promise you, we're way, way more sober than we probably sound starting off the show. Yeah, just hang in there though. By hour two, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be shit faced. It is what Tuesday night, right? That's right. So, well, welcome to seriously shooter in the pot podcast. <laughs> just called shooter in the pot. Yeah, <laughs> shooter in the podcast. <laughs> Shooter yeah. in the podcast. That's right. No stash here. No we just anymore. we just call him the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> That's right. He's a walking, talking podcast. In the audio sense. So. I'm Shooter. I'm the stash. And we're here. That's we the are. best we can do for you. <laughs> and what we're gonna no. do is we're gonna talk about. It's sp- not the best. Sporting. Sports games. Sports. Sportsing. Cats. Sometimes. And at the end, if you can hang on till the end, we're going to take calls about relationship advice. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Get- I've been reading the Loveline guidebook to fixing relationships in my spare time as a hobby uh, because I want to be a marriage counselor in addition to the fact that I'm ordained ordain minister. I thought like maybe I could start a whole... Enterprise. So, so you can marry people and then start and then automatically cancel, counseling them. Yes. Right, right. Like two weeks later. Right. Okay. I like so, that. Well so so I figured we might as well, you know, parlay that into some, you know, phone calls about <laughs> relationship advice at the end of the show. If we could do that, um how about this? We'll take oh, uh we'll take relationship uh questions on uh Twitter. That's right. So if you hit us up on Twitter with your, uh, you know, you got a broken heart, you got a, a rash on your balls. <laughs> you got a stalker. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Because uh, we've had all of the above. Yeah. Well, stash shoot, shoot. <laughs> stash and the fact that I have, except for the rash on the balls. <laughs> That's the only you know, one I was you, thinking. It's the only one that you've had. <laughs> it's the only one that you've had, I know. Anyhow. No, I mean, would you, you go to USF after all. Would you be, hey, would you be the... Uh, Dr. Drew or the Adam Carolla of our Loveline wannabe show? I definitely think I would have to be Dr. Drew. For sure. Like, I feel like you're the comic relief in general. Like, I always try to make the jokes. I, I guess, I said but trying. I don't know if I'd want you giving me medical <laughs> advice either. I, don't, I guess I am, like, yeah. All right, well, let's get back on track because we don't want people to really think <laughs> really that this stop is listening a show, show about relationship about advice. Nothing. It's right. really going to be, um, we're going to talk about sports, uh, we're going to talk 
Uh, probably a lot about Tampa Bay sports this episode, since that's top of mind. It was just a horrible week mm-hmm. weekend, really, mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay right, sports. Man, a good game. Uh, the exception was USF Bulls, right. which you just mentioned. Um, but beyond that, it was a horrible weekend in Tampa Bay for sports with the Bucks just totally, um, you know, getting hand-wrapped hand a, a present from the Raiders. And uh, they couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, how do you lose to a team? 200 yards and penalties, and they still had over 600 yards in offense. NFL record. Yeah. And they set it by a couple penalties, too, because they kept sure. racking them yeah. on. Well, and a few of those got declined as well. I think they declined like three penalties yeah. towards the end of the game there. So that was uh, crazy. And but then, it, I mean, Derek Carr just went off in that game out of nowhere. Like, well, not necessarily out of nowhere, but I mean, towards the end of that game, Crabtree actually started catching passes. And uh, that changed the entire tempo of that game. That changed everything about that game, really. And that's what, you know. Yeah. Well, got yeah. Back in it. Had a lot of attempts too. Five hundred yards. Yeah, uh, it was just ugly. Uh, the Bucks forgot how to play offense and went. I think it was like three straight three and outs in overtime yep. or towards the end of the game there. Yeah. Uh, which how do you do that when Oakland lost their starting cornerback the right. first series of the game? Yeah. Yet the Bucks couldn't do anything. I mean, I understand that they lost Vincent Jackson. I well, understand was, that Doug Martin's out. It was almost a comedy of errors for me because I woke up and uh, went to go look at my fantasy line up in these damn London games. I uh, forgot the Redskins were playing and I had Jordan Reed on the bench I, and he ended up being active for the game. So I was annoyed, but I was like, I guess I'll watch the game. So I watched that game. It was actually a really good game, but it ended in a tie. Another overtime game. Another tie. <laughs> right. It, it tied. And so then... I went and I missed part of the Bucks game because of that, but then it went into overtime, and it was what a minute and a half, minute and forty seconds, whenever they scored that touchdown to win the game or so. So I mean, yeah, Mrs. Stash and I were sitting here <laughs> watching this game, and I'm like, I'm actually gonna see back to back ties. I'm a minute and a half away from NFL history, literally watching back to back games in and a tie. Yeah. Bad no. enough, it was only the second time in history we've had back-to-back weeks almost, that a game in in time. Well, yeah, it was almost back-to-back-to-back because right. the last Sunday night Sunday game night. was right. a t- another tie. Right. Um, but I, I knew the Bucks were going to lose that game in the fourth quarter. Right. It's just when you can't score points and the team's just well, giving you part of, I think a big part of that is, uh, you know, Rodgers went out of the game. And he's hurt now, so we don't yeah. know his timetable. Uh, He's out for against the Falcons this week, Thursday night yes. game. So, so that's not great. I might be playing running back for the Bucks <laughs> in two days. Well, I mean, I'm still surprised that you're not their kicker after all these years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know quiet. what? Even I've, with the quiet, I'm I've, I've got a shot. I, I think I could you. do better than him. <laughs> he missed an uh, extra point, dude. I totally just thought of something we're going to have to talk about after the show. But yes. Well, well, you know why this kind of came up? Because uh, we posted uh, a picture of Gerald McCoy <laughs> right. on a milk carton just a couple hours ago. <laughs> a meme. Missing. If you will. Since week one. <laughs> and uh, sent it out to some of our uh, Bucks groups out there. And um, it seems like it's a split 
it seems like a lot of people are on my side. And I'm on the side that Gerald McCoy doesn't live up to his contract. And the argument that's out there is, well, he gets double teamed or triple teamed. Well, he doesn't get double teamed and triple teamed every play of the game. Um, and there's plenty of premier guys out there that do and still get the job done. So, And it's not like the rest of that line is really that terrible that if he was getting double and triple teamed, then other guys would be performing at a higher rate than they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, someone it else opens would be it up. Free. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Somebody else, and that's what people never remember right now when they start to bring that argument. Well, if he's getting double teamed, then that means somebody else isn't getting, you know, the block that they're supposed to be getting. Somebody else is getting a block on them that they should be able to create a mismatch in. You yeah, but their response so. is he's doing his job, and you know it's the other guys to blame. But he's the leader of that defensive right. line. Right. So I mean, teach those other guys how why you're so great. If you and even though he's on the interior, he still has an ability to move around on that line and change his angle and you know get a better uh, matchup whenever he is probably getting double teamed or you know what I'm saying like. Either way, you have to make a play during exactly. one of those right. ten last ten drives of the game. Like, right. do something. Right. He did it and in he, week one against Atlanta, yeah. and they won against a questionably yeah. good team. We'll see. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see this. They're Thursday. lucky that they won because I still don't believe it. And I said after what whatever week four it was when we did the you know last show that I don't believe in them at all when they were three and one or whatever. And uh, I still don't believe in the Falcons. That being said, yeah, I, you know, Jameis looked terrible. Yeah. Well, let's first of all talk about that. I mean, really, he missed wide open guys. He missed Evans twice deep. Twice he missed Evans deep. Touchdowns. Yeah. Touchdowns. Um, it was his worst it, game in a while. In a long time. Without throwing an interception. I don't, yeah. I don't think he had no, any. But no, he didn't. He was overthrowing well, He everyone. was definitely missing targets. He looked a little bit like A-Rodge a couple weeks ago against the Cowboys. Um if they can find a wide receiver who's eight foot tall, right? <laughs> the Bucks or they can are going run to play like off. a three eight forty. Well, that's he, what he they overthrew. Need. He overthrew Evans by like five yards yeah. a couple times. No, and then he underthrew him as well one time, I believe. So his accuracy has just been all over the strange, place. And strange. I think uh, there's a lot of people saying that you know his mind's all all over the place because after the game his post game conference where he's usually pretty upbeat and, and honest about everything that happened this week apparently he was like blah, back into uh, Buck's oblivion like this mm. is the best we can do mm. which is not a good sign for the Bucks. but no. I mean he needs help around him he doesn't have Doug Martin no, yeah, Jackson's I mean, gone right. how much can Mike Evans and, and Jameis and do James by themselves, by themselves. So. Right. Uh, and Jaquiz Rogers was a good bright spot for them and a real good move to pick him up, you know, but now he's injured. And even still, he was only doing so much. He was, he's not Doug Martin, you know. I yeah. think Doug Martin is a far superior running back to him. So it makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, and I'm still not 100% uh, and convinced by this coaching staff. No, that you know they can inspire this team to really play the thing that, to their potential. The thing that pissed me off was at the end of the second quarter, 
when they got the ball back with like a minute and change left. Exactly. Three timeouts. And they ran the clock out. And they out. basically run the clock out. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Imagine if they, I, I mean, I realize that he doesn't trust Jameis apparently. I don't know why. He doesn't trust his kicker. I know I why. I don't know why. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why wouldn't you trust Aguayo? Well, I mean, at least give him a shot right. to kick the ball. What's the worst right. that can happen? It Take get... some momentum in the locker room. Oh. Take some momentum in the locker room. You already had the lead. You know? If they had three extra points, it would have probably helped at Changed, the end of that game. Right? Probably. <laughs> it might have changed, so. you know, the overtime situation. No, so we'll stop ragging on the Bucks. I know a lot of people are upset that no, we posted that I mean, earlier. It's not, I, I mean, this is, again, what I've been talking about since the beginning of the season. I feel like they're no longer the sucks, you know, those sucking ears that we had to endure for years upon years here. But I just feel like the last few seasons they've been kind of like the aw shucks, the aw shucks Bucks, you know? Yeah. Like, we've got something going here, and then... Man, they didn't quite. Oh shucks! But then, like they're lovable losers almost, and you just don't quite want to, you know, get on them for it. But because again, I, how much of it is them and how much of it is coaching? You know, I, I'm still not convinced by that coaching staff. Yeah, there's still a lot of talent on that team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I really want to know where the defense was. You know, Levante David's another guy that I could have put on the milk card. I totally agree. I totally maybe, agree. Here's maybe this is next. Uh, Levante, Doug Martin, and McCoy. We find out what the total uh, like amount of money that they've stolen from the Glazers is, and have like a <laughs> wanted sign. <laughs> the Buccaneers right. gang. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe that's next. Yeah. I don't want to piss off the Bucks fans that much though, because hey, we listen. like the Bucks. We want them to win, but yeah. I mean, it, it kind of pisses me off that a lot of half their fans are just like make excuses for Gerald McCoy. I'm yeah. like. That's our guy. That's got to be the guy. Making too many excuses for him. That, At that first it was he was something. young. He needs to just mature a little bit. He needs some experience. Now it's, oh, he's taking this. He's taking, like, yeah, I totally agree. There's always excuses made for McCoy. And I think when do the excuses stop? When, you know, when do you just got to say, hey, perform or see ya? Yeah. You know? Someone said he was injured. Well, all right. Remember Derek Brooks? That guy, how many games yeah. did he miss? Right. Barely any. Uh, Rondé Barbara didn't. I mean, he he no. didn't miss any games till right. the end, did he? No. So I don't know. Go talk to those guys and see what they. I, I realize it's right. a different position, you know. But at the same time, though, I mean, yeah. So all right. Well, we're gonna talk a lot about Tampa Bay stuff. And we're gonna talk about the Lightning later. Uh, but we are also huge, just NFL fans in general. So. Uh. We are what approaching week nine here. Is that accurate? Can't even keep week up eight. with this week NFL eight. season. Week eight. We're week eight. Um, we have uh, some teams trying to uh, make themselves known as playoff contenders here, and I have a list of teams that I want to go down, and I want to get your opinion on who is a playoff bound team. Out of these groups, okay. This group, okay. Well, first, and then how about out of that, we're going to decide who who we think at the halfway. I mean, I guess we're not quite halfway through, but who you think the Super Bowl contenders are? I I just say playoffs for now. Okay. I mean, it's early still. Mm-hmm. So the Pittsburgh Steelers at four and three, and that definitely goes back to the division they're in. They're in first place in the AFC North at four and three. Wow. 
that's surprising to me, first of all, that that record is first place in that division. Uh, but again, I did say that <laughs> the the Baltimore Ravens were the ugliest 3-0 that I'd ever seen in the history of the NFL, and they've just proven me right since then. Sorry, sorry about your luck there, Shooter. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati... I don't know how Marvin Lewis still has a job and how no one is talking <laughs> about the fact that he needs to be fired. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, Pittsburgh, they Ben Roethlisberger's down. I mean, how much longer is he going to be out? Might be coming back this week. Already? <clears throat> yeah. Torn meniscus, huh? That's what they're saying. I wish I put in the NFL. My torn meniscus would only take three weeks to heal. You wouldn't play after, what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah. Well, they play the Ravens this weekend for... Oh, well, they don't even need them then. For first place. They no. better get them. Yeah. No. So, well, uh, I definitely still think that only because of the division they're... They're in? They're in. I'd see uh, I see them making the playoffs. Definitely. I think they win the division. And they had a lot of guys come back, too. Right. Uh, coming back from injury this week. All right, the next one's pretty interesting. They still have their bell cow living on bell. So, I mean... For, for now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Until his next suspension. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs are actually 5-2. and two. It doesn't seem like they are, but they are. Well, it depends to me if uh, Alex Smith loses or misses some time with his concussion, which I believe he probably will. Oh, yeah. That was two and nasty hits. on top oh, yeah. of that, they're down to... Little Charchar, Charkendrick West as a running back. So I'm not quite sure, but I do think that even maybe one week, if if uh, Smith can come back after only missing one week, then uh, they're still going to be a playoff team. I think they win the wild their wild card team out there in the the AFC. So their next three games are against the Jaguars, the Panthers, and the Bucks. That's so definitely two out of three at least. Th- they can easily be looking at seven and three. And right. I don't see how they don't make the playoffs. At least a wild card. Right. Um, that's got to be the best division in football. AFC West? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Got the defending champions, right. the Broncos, right. who have only lost two, right? Right. The Raiders have only, only lost, lost two. two. And then we won't talk about the Chargers, but they're not bad either. <laughs> they shouldn't have lost more than two, but they've given away five, so. Yeah. So, well, two out of those three teams are going to get in. And yeah. I don't know. I, are they I see the Chiefs being. I mean, look at their schedule. It looks like they have an easy path, but I, I think Oakland's better than them now. But uh, I think Oakland's defense is a little yeah. suspect. I think, um, you know, we start getting towards playoff time, that last quarter of the season, those last four weeks, you're going to start seeing a little bit different type of football. And that passing game isn't going to be quite as wide open, I believe, as it is now here in, you know, the first seven weeks first eight weeks of the of the season you think the running backs are going to take over well i just think that they're going to need the running backs to take over and i don't know if they can i don't know if latavius murray or if the offensive line has the capability to really run the ball 
But they probably do have the best wide receiver tandem in football right now. So yeah, definitely. So there, I mean, that can really get you far. It really can because cornerback is definitely the hardest position in my mind to play in the NFL. And if you have two guys like that, they pretty much catch everything that goes their way. I, you know, Crabtree had a weird first half, but I think Derek Carr was a little off in that first half as well. Uh, I think he only had two drop passes going into the game and he had three drop passes total in the game uh, but in the fourth quarter and overtime he definitely stepped it up and he's a big part of how why they won that game uh, Crabtree so and, yeah. then, and then Cooper I mean Cooper just went off 179 yards and a touchdown I mean come on uh, but anyhow um, yeah I mean I still think they're seeing three all three of those teams make the playoffs in the West all or three in the, in the AFC, yeah. I in guess AFC, it's possible yeah. with the other two divisions in the AFC, right? So, um, I think two out of three. I think you're right. The Raiders might be the odd man team out because defense, right. which you mentioned. Right. All right. So we'll move over to the well, NFC. And penalties. And, and <laughs> the penalties, as we mentioned, are pretty bad. Uh, Green Bay Packers in the NFC. They're four and three right I, now. I don't think they're a playoff. They're running out of players over there. Right. I and think I think that even with the suspect offense, Minnesota is able to hold on and win that division. And uh, I just don't think that the Packers are consistent enough. Their run, their lack of running game is finally starting to catch up to them. Yeah, you know, well, and the lack is, of an offensive line again. What is seeing this? What so. if Eddie Lacy comes back? Still, I mean, you know, historically, ever since what, the first one or two years of him being in the league, he hasn't been as consistent, and it's because that offensive line is garbage. They can barely protect A-Raj, you know, let alone run block for the, their running backs. So, it's if, if Rodgers was a so spectacular, that team would be perennially under five hundred. Wow. Harsh words. From the stash on the Green Bay Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is that important to that team. I think Aaron Rodgers can easily be the MVP almost every year. That's how important he is to his to his team. Do you think he could be the MVP if he was on the Bucks? He'd be on the he'd be the MVP on any team he's on. I think. On the Browns. Well, obviously. <laughs> I think I'd be the MVP on the Browns. No, I well I thought you meant the league. Yes. You mean of his team? No, the league. MVP. Oh, so he's MVP if he's on the Browns this year. <laughs> You that's how important he is. Smoking the crack. He's, that's how <laughs> valuable he is. He's on a pretty good team now, and he's struggling. A lot of people say it's because his super hot girlfriend, uh, Olivia Moon. Is that who it is? Olivia Moon. Moon. Yes. yes. Olivia. Stop making that face when you say. Olivia Moon. So what? She drives a Prius around Green Bay. I hear. Okay, <laughs> whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, but uh, I hear she's got a problem with, with Green Bay. She wants out. She wants to move to... Uh, New York? Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately uh, for her, there were no trades today. Well, there Green was, Bay's not going to go yeah. uh, Green Bay. Green Bay's not sending Rodgers anywhere. <laughs> Rodgers is not going anywhere. How messed up would that be? I wonder, like, do you ever wonder why... Um, there's not that many trades in the NFL. The NFL at the trade deadline. Contract related, like you know, I I think a lot of it is that the draft is such a big day for like 
deals and all that stuff that teams in the NFL it's it's 16 games you know what I mean you're not looking at 80 100 games 120 games whatever you're looking at 16 games so to make a trade for like halfway through for an eight week period I think is kind of crazy like it's a huge deal you know to go out there and move a draft pick or you know assets for your team that could be impactful for three four years you know in the future yeah but for an eight week something that could last eight weeks or you know it's and and very rarely is is there a guy out there that's not going into a contract that is going to be able to be traded that's not going into a contract or isn't going to need more money and that's the other thing with the salary cap it's hard to just go out there and trade players in the NHL or the NFL and say hey I can you know it's going to be worth it because I can sign you next year you know I think that's a big part of it as well yeah but don't you think teams would be more desperate to make those trades because they're they only have eight more games to go so they need you know that one player or you think it's maybe more of teams get a good player they're not going to trade them well i mean i see how it is in fantasy football i mean you try to make a decent trade with somebody and they're just stuck in their ways be like i believe in this trade or in this team that i put together i mean it's like the movie draft day you know i want to see what my team's like on the field a lot of gms kind of feel that way you know so and then on top of that, it's a super competitive league. So part of it's probably I don't want to give you an opportunity to be better, which is kind of why I'm surprised yeah. that, you know, the, the Patriots made that deal with the Browns. That kind of surprised me. Yeah. You know what the other thing is, I bet? No, um, the Browns are terrible. So. Well, playbooks. Yeah. Yeah. You got to learn a whole playbook. Probably yeah. was a big part of it, too. Right. And a lot of these players. Learning systems, like how effective – how long is it going to take you to get into my system, be effective, acclimate? Yeah. All right. So we, I think we answered our own question. <laughs> All right. So let's go to um, – we'll Cowboys. go one more spot. Of Cowboys are going to make playoffs. Let's go one more spot. I don't think they're on the bubble right now. Hmm. I think they're in. No, I guess the question the is bubble. who from uh, that division is going to make it in? How many who teams? Who else? Uh, I think right now, um, after last week – Philly's defense is okay. Philly's defense is a lot better than I thought they were, but I still think that it was more the Cowboys shooting themselves in the foot a little bit in that first half, getting away from Ezekiel Elliott, trying to be too cute, trying to outthink themselves. Um, and as soon as, like, you know, halfway through the third quarter, fourth quarter rolled around, they kind of got back into their things and what they do, Prescott, and that, and that got. Dak to be a little more comfortable. So, that being said, I think that the Eagles are probably still going to make the playoffs. What about the Redskins? After that tie, I just don't see where the win in that team is. You know, where's the win? And they're they just lost another running back. So I mean, you know, trouble in River City. Yeah, although that's not a River City. I guess there's a river there. There is. Um. All right. Yeah, I I think uh, the Cowboys are in for sure. We'll see if they can do anything when they get in. I guess they're going with their guy Dak. Romo's. Uh, Romo's not even clear for contact yet. Yeah, but it seems like it doesn't matter. Um, it seemed like that last year in Denver as well. So 
okay, but this is Tony Romo. <laughs> that was Peyton Manning. Tony Romo's still a top five quarterback in, since he's been in the league. So you think he's coming back then? I'm, I'm saying, as I've always said, <laughs> as I've always said, that there will be a time when the Cowboys need Tony Romo this season, and Tony Romo will come in and play and win games. How come Dak doesn't get hurt like Romo does all the time? Because Dak's like 22 years old. <laughs> He's a quick little fella. Um, all right, Don't yeah. forget the reason the Cowboys built this offensive line was to protect Romo. Because Romo was not getting protected early in his career. Yeah. Well, that backfired. Literally. Somehow. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Pun um, but that being said... I don't see the Redskins making uh, the playoffs. No. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Eagles are actually going to make it, though. I think it'll be two teams from the, uh, Speaking of the Eagles, though, uh, breaking news here about three oh, hours ago I just saw. Gosh. Is, uh, okay. <laughs> Two things. This is crazy. Uh, Eagles wide receiver Josh Huff just got arrested, according to ESPN.com, for firearm and marijuana charges. So as if the Eagles weren't shallow enough at wide receiver. Not it's, that Josh Huff was like an impact player, yeah. but I'm just saying like they they need all the depth that, that they can get at wide receiver, if you ask me. So well, they should have got. A hold of Percy Harvin. Well, who yeah, because he just with the Bills. retired. Who I just saw who also just <laughs> retired today to sign with the Bills. So what? He's going to come back and play one game and get hurt? <laughs> Go on IR. <laughs> I hope he doesn't think too hard about it. He might get a migraine. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, so I'm through with football for now. I think we'll come back in a couple weeks and, and see how this is all shaken out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots are crazy. Awesome. Crazy good. Brady's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brady's okay. I think people are making too much about Dak Prescott in the first half of the game against the Eagles. Again, I think more of that was on Scott, on Scott Linehan and his play calling than it really was on Dak. And I think you're going to see the Cowboys just keep getting better and better as the season goes on. So, I think that's right now at... Almost week eight. That's my Super Bowl pick right there. Shocker. Not as a homer. Not as a homer whatsoever. <laughs> Seriously. They're the best record in the NFL, right? Besides the... They're tied with the Patriots, yeah. right? Um, yeah. No, I'm surprised. I am surprised. I thought they were a 500 team at best. But they seem to win the games, which is all that matters. And that defense actually comes up big whenever it matters. So... All right, well, let's take a, a quick pause here uh, for some commercials. Yeah. And a quick commercial we'll, break. We'll be back to talk about lightning hockey and maybe a little baseball. And your personal ones. Just kidding. Hey, everybody. Shooter here. We don't have commercials. We just need a break to get more beer and drinks and food and snacks. So uh, we put, we're going to put up a link... No, not a link. We're going to put up an audio clip to a video we made called Who Wants to Be the Next Peyton Manning? A game show that we made up where we asked current NFL quarterbacks 
why they should be the next Peyton Manning. Because, you know, everyone loves Peyton Manning. He's on all the commercials. He was on Saturday Night Live. I'm surprised he doesn't, you know, star in his own movie now. So this one is going to be the AFC North. So you'll see Andy Dalton. You'll hear Ben Roethlisberger. You'll hear Joe Flacco mumbling. Um, and the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Uh, that's it. If you want to check out the video, it is a video, not really meant to be audio only. Uh, go check out our YouTube. Uh, find me on Twitter at Shooty Shoots, uh, or just go to shooterinthestash.com and you can find that video really easily. Uh, but if you can, go subscribe to us on YouTube so we can get our own URL to send you to very easily. We need some more subscribers to do that. So here it is Who Wants to Be the Next Peyton Manning? The AFC North Edition. Welcome to Who Wants to Be the Next Peyton Manning, the game show for NFL quarterbacks that's sweeping the nation. In this show, we ask current NFL quarterbacks one question. What question is that? Why should we consider you to be the next Peyton Manning? I don't know why they say that, you know, redheads can't, can't be successful quarterbacks in this league. If you just look at all the successful redheads in the history of, of the world, like like Sean White, he won like gold medals, and like and like Chuck Norris, no one gives him crap, he's redhead. L. Ron Hubbard, he created an entire religion, he's a redhead. Napoleon, he never did anything bad, he was a redhead. Can't forget Peter Pan, everyone forgets Peter Pan's a redhead. See, I don't understand. Starboy Shortcake, she went, she was a redhead, she was a trendsetter. She was a trendsetter in the animated world. I could do that. I could be a trendsetter for redheads in the NFL as quarterbacks. Hey, you can tell Andy Dalton to shut up. You can tell him to shut the hell up, actually, because I rule the AFC North. Hey, little Annie, win a playoff game, okay? The sun will come out tomorrow if you ever win a playoff game. Well, you all seem to forget that I won two Super Bowls just as many as Peyton, but you never seem to forget other things that I may or may not have done off the field in my career a long time ago, a long, long time ago. Joe Flacco. Elite. You said it. You said it. Super Bowl MVP Steve Smith defense Pitt is coming back elite alright we're back Shooter here with the stash or the podcast. The podcast. Or we're doing the podcast. He's not changing his name to the podcast. Um, Stash, you know what I hate? Just because I'm on uh, social media right now, kind of looking around. What do you hate? A lot of people like to post pictures of themselves jumping in the air. Like, they're in, they're in the air. Feet up. An action shot. Feet off the ground. A, a, levit- a shot of levitation. Yes, that's what it looks like because mm. you can't tell they're jumping. You just see them in the air, and sometimes they have kind of their the knees bent and the toes are up. Um, that doesn't bother you at all. I haven't noticed that. Really? Bother me? Really? No. Okay. 
I guess these aren't mutual friends then. Most <laughs> <Plus> these, <laughs> your friends are very gravity of, conscious. Of have, <laughs> I mean, of which we have many mutual friends, so that is a little surprising to me because I haven't noticed that. Okay, well, maybe you just haven't really paid attention to it and Perhaps or to know that. So keep an eye out for it and let me know because that's something that I I feel like I keep seeing more of it uh, lately. So. As promised, we are going to talk a little bit about the NHL. Our favorite NHL team is the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is our we, the Thunder, <laughs> portion of the podcast. You just can't get away from it, can you? <laughs> I just have to get Lightning uh, on audio. In fact, half of the videos that we make also <laughs> have Lightning in them. Right. Um, but, uh... So the Lightning uh, are playing tonight. It's Tuesday night here uh, in Tampa. They've won six to one. A lot of people were worried because they lost the the three games prior to this. They lost to uh, Montreal, who hasn't lost in regulation yet. Uh, they lost to the Devils and to the Rangers this weekend. So a lot of people were freaking out. Uh, we hadn't lost three games in a row in the regular season for a couple years. Right. So. I myself was not freaking out. What about you? Um, I wasn't freaking out. I was annoyed and a little bit frustrated because uh, I don't see. Uh, I didn't see some of the things that I think they should be doing out there uh, tonight. I really like to see what they what you know we got out of them, especially early on. Took advantage of some miscues by the Islanders and never looked back. So that's the kind of play I like to see out of them yeah I was most impressed when JT Brown actually scored on a breakaway right got so excited he seems to get one like every three or four games but never puts it in the basket uh I'm a little annoyed here uh that here on this ESPN article that Steven Stamkos isn't one of the three stars of the first month of the season or Alex Korn, either one. Really? I mean, I know they scored their goals tonight, but they're leading the league in goals right now. How, well, you know, I mean, even with losing a few games, I don't understand how suddenly Connor McDavid, okay, what do you do as a rookie? I mean... No, he's not anymore. <laughs> oh, no, McDavid, that's right, his second season. But still, I mean, I just don't... I don't know. March so, Assault, March Assault, why? Because he got traded, and now, I mean, I don't know. No, he didn't get traded. He's still in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Marcel, because we traded. He didn't trade, but he left the the team. He's in uh, the Panthers now. Oh, Marceau. oh, oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's done pretty pretty good with the Panthers so far. Right, but I mean, I I don't know. I just everyone couldn't not talk about Stamkos and his contract but now that he's off to a hot start no one wants to talk about wait, it wait who wrote that article you said ESPN right well, well first shame on you <laughs> right <laughs> for, for getting your uh, <coughs> hockey information from ESPN well we just stopped talking about the NFL I mean I'm obviously already on ESPN but uh, well I mean those guys I don't, I don't... Shay Weber Connor McDavid, Shea Weber, and Jonathan Marceau—they're top three stars for the first month of the season. I'm surprised it's not Austin Matthews. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, no, I mean that's a tough award to give through one month of you know 
that's the entire NHL. Look, it's not like Stamkos leads the league in goals and points right now. Seven goals, 12 points. Really? Yes. That's good to hear. I didn't realize that. Yes. So, I mean, how is that not qualifying to be the number one star of the first month of the season? Good question. <laughs> he was the number one free agent prospect in how long? And Everybody wanted him. That's right. Everyone wanted, to leave, wanted him to leave Tampa, and now that he stayed, no one wants to talk about him. Well, you knew uh, he knew what he was signing up for here, that's and right. that's why he likes it. That's probably it. why he likes it. That's true. Probably He's out of that spotlight. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, all that being said, um, I think tonight's game was really good. The last few games, I think a lot of it was just a little bit of the mindset for a team that is expected to win, expected to be good and go deep in the playoffs, the favorite from a lot of analysts and experts to win the Stanley Cup. Some guys signed some contracts. Some guys probably exhaled a little bit. And I think that after last night game, or last night the night before last against that, well, in against the Rangers. Rangers game. Yeah. Huge loss. I think that was a big wake up. A big wake up. I think that original, that first shutout from the Avalanche at 4 nothing loss, I think this kind of looked as an bit of an aberration. They didn't play terrible hockey. They, you know, some lucky bounces, caught out his way, this and that. But that game against New York was just terrible. It was the, you know, the icing on the cake of a terrible, terrible stretch of two or three games right there. So I think that was a big enough wake up for them that they're going to kind of right the ship, get back to playing the kind of hockey they need to. And I, and and that, that coaching staff, as good as they are, they need to solidify those lines. We were talking about it earlier. We need yeah. to find the line combinations and stick with it. Well, I think that's what they're doing is trying to figure out what the lines are really right. going to be. And, and I, that's why like, they're and, changing. Right, it and that's and that's fine. I'm just saying that that needs to happen sooner than later, like as soon as possible. They need to figure out, you know, whatever they had this game. Yeah, seemed to work <laughs> mighty fine. So they'll probably stick with that Thursday. I would hope so. Um, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, no reason to. Cons- well, they had for Pilot, Stamkos, and Kalorn as the number one line tonight. To start off, I think. Stamkos and Klorn. But towards the end, Klorn wasn't on that same line. So, I mean, it looked like they no, just up lines on the fly Drew and Drew and came out of the game, That's though. true. Drew had to get hurt. So, that probably had a bit of, bit to do with that. So, so it's kind of messed up. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. I, I like when they, you know, roll the same lines and get some consistency. Chemistry. Some chemistry. Right. On those lines. Uh, and I think uh, by the end of November... We'll start to see that, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think agree. a lot of it's going to have to do with them starting to win some of these games. Yeah. But the key is not losing, you know, going on these big losing streaks. Like three games, you don't want to go past three games. Right. I Ideally, mean, three, two is two. even, right. Yeah. Ideally, if you lose two in a row, get back on a, a winning streak. Yeah. Um, you'll be good. And I think they will. I think they'll win a couple games. I think they have a two home games, then they go back out of town again. Right. So, they're good. I think uh, they started the season pretty hot, which we were looking for. Yeah. They have finished off October, you know, in in an okay position. If it wasn't for Montreal uh, just lighting it up, they'd be in first place. But, again, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I think we're in third place coming into tonight. But um, yeah, but it's really close. Right. But again, that being said, I, I'm not that worried about Montreal. Yeah, they lost Carey Price last last year, and that was a big part of it. But I think that uh, I just don't know how mentally strong that team is in Montreal, and really how good they are. To be honest, like they're they're well coached. They have a lot of history up there, and I think that they have an amazing goaltender, obviously. But that being said, the Rangers have an amazing goaltender too, and. You know, I haven't really been that worried about the Rangers for a long time. So I don't know. The Rangers looked really good. Yeah. They're a lot faster, and they got lucky getting that Jimmy Vesey guy. Yeah. Uh, he's good. Yeah, he is. That's definitely good. That was definitely a good move on them. They're at a plus 18 yeah. uh, goal differential, the Rangers, and Montreal's plus 17. Montreal's yeah. only given up 14 goals in nine games. Yeah, that's not too that's terrible. That's the Carey Price yeah. effect. And I, I think that... Well, and Ben Bishop's looking uncharacteristically loose and leaky. So well, the Rangers game, I mean, you can't blame him that much because it was like two-on-ones and odd-man rushes all game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even still, I mean, I think he's always had a leaky glove. And his glove looks a little more leaky than normal this season so far. I think he might be the one guy that's a little bit worried about his future. And, you know, maybe his head's not going to be in the game completely... Uh, so it'd be nice if Arizona can make kind of a statement or some type of a thing to reassure him publicly that, you know, maybe at the trade him. deadline we might shop him, but they, the plan from here on out is to stick with him unless we get some blockbuster trade proposal. I don't know. If uh, yeah. if he doesn't up those stats in the next two months, yeah. it might be. Well, uh, then, gone. how do you trade him? I mean, what do you really? You don't really get the value from him that you were you should have got. That's the problem. You know, if you were to trade him at the end of last season, yeah, I think he'll bounce back. A lot of it was I, the defense's fault I agree. too. And I agree. He's he also let in some kooky looking goals. Yeah. Um, the one that bounced off the, yeah. the end board. And, yeah. And in, um, but we'll see what happens. I don't think he's the problem though. Once their yeah. offense gets clicking like they did tonight, yes. they can afford to let up three or four goals. Right, but I mean, even still, you don't you don't want to see that from a guy that's been the Vesna candidate, you know, yeah. finalist in the last couple well, of seasons. I expect our defense to to not let in thirty goals in well, ten right. games. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not great. So I think it's going to get. But again, I think that they're. They're kind of tweaking those lines, those those uh, pairings up a little bit more than I think they really need to as well. I think you know Strom and Hedman just need to be out there as mu- as much as possible, and then the other you know four guys you kind of figure out where they fit. But right, that top pair needs to be Strom and Hedman. Stop dicking around with it. So, okay. Well, you want to do a uh, lightning watch party? Yeah, man. Let's get a watch party going on. Let's do it for an away game. I'm thinking, let's see, it's November 1st right now. So this will probably be out later this week. Uh, November 15th against the Detroit Red Wings. Let's go watch that over at Brass Tap and Oldsmar. Okay. Um, that's on NBC Sports, so we'll get it on there. We'll get it on the, uh, the sound going and everything, mm-hmm. and we'll see if mm-hmm. maybe we can set up a little... Uh, bags tournament or something like that. Right. I mean, I was thinking maybe we do a little beer pong or a little cornhole or, you know, stuff like that. 
maybe we'll get yeah. Olympics. We can maybe do some competitions or something and get a little gift card or something I, complimentary giveaways from uh, from the restaurant. I think we should have a booth where people can um, comb your mustache. Just, oh, and and they have to give you like a dollar to do it. Oh wait, then no one will come. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, all right. Well, let's do that. We'll uh, we'll put something out there on a uh, video yeah. or uh, some sort of graphic mm, out there. That's right. For that Detroit, and that's November fifteenth. Fifteenth. All right. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I, I think that's pretty much it for me. Unless you want to touch on the World Series in baseball, which is going to end here in the next couple days. Yes, we have one more game left after. Um well, I don't want to assume anything. Have you seen the um, game six is right the now? Right. Score. It was seven one in the fifth last time we saw. Seven two, Cubs are up. Uh, yes. So for all intensive purposes, we're going to game, game seven. seven. Yes. No, that will be in Cleveland, right? It's will gotta it be. be. Yeah. Yes. So, are you like everybody else in the world that's not from Cleveland cheering for the Cubs? Well, yes, but unlike other people, I've spent time in Chicago, lived in the area, know the town, enjoy the town, have been to the stadium. Uh, so, but again, more than anything, yes, I'm cheering for them, mostly for the same reasons as the rest of the nation. Why is that? They haven't won the World Series in over 100 years. Okay. I guess that's a good reason. Why not? Um, Plus, Joe Madden is on that team, and Ben Zobris on that team. And out of everyone on that 08 Rays team, I think those two deserve a World Series more, the most out of them all. So that's another reason why I personally am cheering for the Cubs. You're just a Madden lover. Hey, I just hate the Rays, so... At this point. Wow. I mean, I, I still love the Rays. They're still my favorite. They're my, still my team. But, I mean, I'm just so annoyed with basically what it seems to me like them throwing in the towel yeah. the last three or four seasons. You know what's really you know? annoying is, like, the only time I watch baseball really is if I go to a game, you know, with friends or uh, during the playoffs. I'll kind of right. stick it on because right. uh, it's just that much better right. in the fall. But... It, it almost every single team that I've seen has a raised player right. on it from the past. Right. And I think of imagine if we paid these guys And they were still on our team. We right. could be, we could be a team, Series. like right. a super team. Right. <laughs> winning the World right. Series in multiple years probably. Right. Yeah. Like right. Matt Moore was pitching pretty well for the Giants. Yeah. Obviously, obviously Zobrist has Zobrist. been playing really yeah. well for the Cubs. Christ made it in the playoffs. Um, yeah, you don't want him in the playoffs. In the playoffs but, <laughs> um, I mean, but they're just like Brandon Geyers on right. the Indians now. Right. Um, they're just like sprinkled. quality time. It's right. like x-rays just sprinkled yes. all over the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what kind of pisses me off about the race is like what I totally agree. could they have just, been. They just and and Sternberg is just just gri- grasping onto that team with like both hands, refusing to give up any part of it. When he can easily sell a minority share of that team to somebody that has money that can help come in and actually 
pay some players and get some payroll for this team, you know? But he refuses to do that. So he just wants to take the team to LA or to Vegas because he thinks he's gonna make a shitload of money in Vegas for basically for free. So that's fine. Yeah. He's not quite the owner that I thought he he was, to be honest with you. I thought he cared about this franchise. I thought he cared about the area. I thought he really wanted to bring winning baseball and a real culture of baseball to the Tampa area. And to me, it doesn't seem like he does. It seems like he cares more about his finances and about his personal, you know, dream or his personal agenda more than it, you know, he cares about the game or yeah. the team in the area. Do you think people in Tampa really care that much about baseball? I mean, they, I think they would if they had the opportunity to, honestly. I mean, if you look back to that 08 from like, what was it, 2007, 2010, like that three or four years, 2006, uh, this team was, this town was alive with baseball, man. It was alive. It was electric with the Rays. And all it, t- all it takes is winning some games, making the playoffs, being in contention. We are in division with the, Ra- with the Red Sox and the Yankees, all right? That very thing alone, especially based in this market, is going to make us relevant because there's so many Red Sox and Yankees fans. People that are race fans are just waiting for us to win, just so we can rub it in the face of them. You know, it, there's definitely a, a longing for good baseball in Tampa. I think. Yeah, but even back then, they were still bitching about attendance the whole time. Right, so. because that's look. I like the stadium, but truly, that's only because. I'm unconventional, and I like to like things that people don't like. I so, don't like it. So been... when I, if I'm really honest, I really don't like the stadium. I really don't. I think it really Ooh. sucks overall. Ooh, breaking but, news here. But in my heart of hearts, or not my heart of hearts, but in my like surface heart, in my heart of hearts, I think it sucks. But in my like surface heart, and like that impressionable, all shucks, you know, I really like you guys kind of way. I like it. It's got some charm. It's got something to it that's unique, but that doesn't make it good. <laughs> and that's kind of like how I've always justified it. It's almost like Bucks fans justifying Joe yeah. McCoy these days. Oh, it's the Rays stadium. It might not be the best, and it might kind of suck, but it's the Rays home, and it's the trop. It's the drop. It's it the does drop. its job. You know? Right. It does its <laughs> job. Does it? You can sit and watch a baseball game in it. Folks, like, <laughs> I think we can wrap it up by letting Tampa Bay know you can't polish a turd. That's right. <laughs> I think we all should have by now learned that lesson. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I could, I, I like having a baseball team here, but I would be satisfied just going to like a spring training game once a year. Sorry. I mean, there's a lot of AAA ball here too, so I mean. But, yeah, but I mean, uh, I'm not a huge baseball fan, and I never really have been. So, and I think that's well. Part I of think the overall, it's important for the tamping market to have three teams out of the four professional leagues. You know, the big four. Yeah, maybe we get a basketball team up in here. Well, if. I'd be more into that. I would. I wish that we could somehow lure Orlando Magic away from Orlando, but it's just not ever going to happen. I don't think so. They should play more games here, though. It seems like whenever they would come over here, they'd have serious problems with the ice seeping up through. (laughs) Yeah. Did we? Are we just stacking the wood floor on top of the ice? ice. Yeah, they used to do that a lot. (laughs) I don't think it's this quite the same anymore, but yeah, I do remember that. That was funny. 
But imagine if, like, you could have a cool team that's good, like, uh, the Golden State Warriors that were here. Like, I mean, yeah. I think people would be into that. Heck yeah. Inside, you don't have to worry about sweating your ass oh, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know you have a nice stadium yeah. already. Right, right. Yeah. That'll never happen, though. No. <laughs> well, and um, would how, you... many, how many teams play in an arena shared with a hockey team in the NBA? Yeah, there's a there's a bunch, I think. Do, do the Kings play at Table Center? Yeah. The Kings do. So the Kings... No, 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 not the Kings. Right. Well, oh, you're talking about the no, NHL right. Kings, not right. the NBA no, Kings. How many NBA teams play, share a, a stadium with an NHL team is what I'm saying. Well, the Kings share it with two NBA That's teams. What I'm so how do they manage right. that? That's, That's like... right. How do, you, how do you schedule three professional teams that have the seasons concurrently yeah. at the same time? <clears throat> and both teams, like, both leagues have, like, 80-plus game seasons, too. I tell you, these... That's crazy. These NHL and uh, NBA schedule, schedule makers, makers they're, they're, they really do God's work. That's true. That's I mean... Angels and Festus boys, and that doesn't even know. <laughs> they do the noble work poor in this un- town. Poor, poor unacknowledged <laughs> staff. Uh, it is a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. I think, right? I mean, <laughs> stacking that uh, that hardwood on ice. <laughs> All right. So, let's. Uh, do you have any closing comments for this? Our first uh, podcast where we just talk about whatever the fuck we want to. <laughs> I gotta love that hardwood on ice. Hardwood on ice. I think uh, we've got a title. <laughs> Hashtag hardwood on ice. It's the name of the show. Hashtag included. All right, so we should tell people to go to our website. That's true. Shooterinthestash.com. Dot com. We mentioned Twitter. Twitter. I'm at Shooty Shoot. You're at, at Talk Stash. And our Facebook, which a lot of people are going to to uh, reach out to us, is uh, Shooter Stash. You'll just, you'll just find it. And we've been talking a lot more about local Tampa Bay teams. But we're still going to talk about um, the NFL, stories. national right. stuff. I mean, we don't want to call ourselves Mike and Mike, but you know, Mike and Mike's on the radio here in Tampa now. Yeah, I know, which I, in the mornings. I really like. Well, yeah, I mean, people want to hear about Local. Tampa stuff. Right. So you can listen to us for that. That's right. That's right. That's what we're going to. Um, that, morning shows. That's going to be our, our uh, tagline for this. Mike and Mike for Tampa Bay only. Yeah. That's not very good, is it? That's we'll work on good. that. That's not good. We'll work on that, but reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, local takes for local jakes. Yeah, and if if we get people saying that they like us talking more about local stuff, we'll try to talk you know more strictly about local stuff and make more silly videos and memes and uh, keep on keeping on. You know, if we piss you off, sorry. Good. Get keep over listening. it. Keep listening. We'll probably do it again. All right, sign us off, Stash. I don't know how we do this now. Well. <laughs> for the show. Oh, I thought you were going to bring us out on a show tune. <laughs> well, hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. <laughs> I'm a right time guy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>